Good afternoon. Welcome back to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live show season two, episode one. I go by the name Neil Nix, and I'll be your moderator for today's shenanigans in our first episode of the new year 2020. For today's show, it's our TLS Holiday Pets episode. So pets will be making their appearances throughout the show. So make sure you keep an eye for them. And we'll be judging your submissions for our TLS Holiday Pets contest. Also, in Hot Topics, Gianni talks about the Senate runoffs in Georgia, saying it's a new year, same politics. I'll be talking about Trump blaming his family for his loss. Lizzie talks about a sports analyst basically calling young black players selfish. And Rob B. talks about the silver lining of COVID-19. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. Let me introduce you to the co-host, our professor, writer, editor, journalist out of Washington, D.C., Lizzie Ender. What's up, what's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, fun day. Happy New Year. This is our first show of 2021, hopefully the first of many, many more to come. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and that you are ready to be able to do it bigger and better than Trump in 2021. <laughs> so Lizzie, <laughs> any New Year's resolutions for you? Um, so I think we posted the other day about your New Year's resolution is based on your birth month. And so my birth month is June and it said that my resolution was to get more organized. And I agree, I do need to do that, especially as it relates to um, school and syllabi and grading papers and things like that. So for me, getting more organized and saving more money in 2021. Those are my two resolutions. All right. All right. And we have our rock star with the band Fallen Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario. Rob B. Rock. What's up? What's up? Hey, great to be back. Season two. Very excited. And uh, yeah, like Liz was saying, that's, I hope that everyone celebrated well, had a good time, and everyone's feeling refreshed for what 21, 2021 has in store for us. A lot like 2020, but with a few vaccines in play. All right. Any resolutions for you? Um, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Uh, when it's time for change, I make that decision. When we, I find that a lot of people fail at their New Year's resolutions because they try to be too ambitious with it. So I'm all about small, sustainable change over time to create effective habits. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, and we have streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, man, what is my problem Florida. with saying Georgia? Florida. <laughs> Georgia. Our model, actor, and college student, Gianni Storm. Hi, I hope everybody had a really good new year transitioning into 2021. I know a lot of people um, are really glad that 2020 is over, but hopefully you did learn a lot in 2020. Like, hopefully there is, if you could describe 2020 in one word, it was something that was efficient or, or um, purposeful in 2020. So, um, and also my New Year's resolution, I don't, I, like Rob, I don't really like that New Year's resolution, but I will say this year, I am going to focus on um, career and self, self-love, self like more self-love, self-habits, self, self -habits, things like that. Very selfish New Year. 
You know, the funny thing is, when I decided to ask this question, I knew, I had a feeling that Rob B. and Gianni Storms would be the one who, did, who typically would not do <laughs> New Year's resolutions. That's their New Year's resolutions, to come up with a New Year's resolution. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm making a resolution simply because I think COVID put a little too much, uh, a little, little weight on, a little too much in the tummy, so I'm a... <laughs> I'm a resolve to lose a little of this weight, this COVID weight. So you better go to posh fitness. I was gonna say, exactly. you know, you know, I hear from the wife all the time. This is another shameless plug. I love it. Posh.fit. Posh.fit. Check it out. All right, guys. If you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a bit about us. We like to share our truths and opinions with you call out the lies and point out the ridiculous shenanigans going on out there. And we always try to have some fun with some shenanigans of our own. Our show streams live just about everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. And this season we're streaming live on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch TV. Just search at TLS live show across all those platforms. And don't ever miss an episode. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Google, Alexa, iHeart, Pandora, we have a podcast as well. You'll find us wherever you watch or listen to your podcast. If you're on TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> let's make some friends, follow and grow together. <laughs> I said Alexa and Alexa decided to respond to me. <laughs> so, I should have just said search uh, Truth Lies Shenanigans. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for our TLS Holiday Pets. Who let the dogs out? All right, we had a contest for cutest pet photos. We had a bunch of submissions and three finalists. So, Gianni, tell us a little bit more about TLS Pets. I'm going to bring my pet into the scene. Come here. Phoenix. Oh, yay. Come here, buddy. Remy was here. I don't know where Are he cute. went. <laughs> oh, where is Remy? Okay, so today is the official live contest for the first annual TLS Holiday Pets. Um, where you're supposed to send your oh how cute, fluffy. Uh, where you were supposed to send your submissions to um, hashtag TLS Holiday Pets on any social platform. Um, so, and we're also supposed to debate live. Um, not debate, I'm sorry, judge live the winner that will be winning our first custom TLS holiday pet bandana. So we have the submissions here and we're going to be um, going one by one and, oh, actually, yeah. So we're going to go one by one. We've actually already chosen our finalists. So. The top three? Are we doing, how are we doing yes. this? We're doing uh -huh. the top three? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Liz. Yeah, so we're doing the top three. I'm going to um, say the first pet owner's name, and Neo is going to pull them up. Okay, so our first one is Zulika. Z-girl! Z-girl! Is this her? Okay. Is that serious? Serious black in that picture? Oh my gosh, she got like a nice little holiday haircut <laughs> grooming and everything. Wow. Okay. I couldn't see it at first. Okay, so this is the first finalist we chose by pet owner Z. 
And these are her two pooches in their cute holiday sweater matching. Very cute, black and white. Okay. Right. As you guys see, take it in, take it in for a couple seconds. <laughs> All right. So for the second finalist, we have Mel. Oh, sorry, Neil. Yeah, Neil, he's, he's trying to get yeah. on your game, you know. Yeah. He's trying to influence the audience. Oh. We love hearing from you there. It's, it's, we're, we lost your audio, Neil. <laughs> oh, yeah, Neil, can't we can't you. hear you. Well, Neil's um, getting that together. This is our second finalist, and this is Mel and her two pooches. And they also are in their matching um, sweaters. So take it in, everybody. These are the two finalists. What kind of dog is that? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, what kind of those are a variation of, is it Bichon Frise or Poodles or what are yeah. those? Very cute. We still can't hear you, Neo. Thank you, thank Poodles. Neo's um, New Year's resolution is going to be to multitask. That's what we're going to have, Neo. <laughs> multitask. Okay. Okay. So for the third finalist, we have Anika. Anika. Anika is the third finalist, and she sent in a picture of her dog. Um, Neo's pulling it up. Give it one second, guys. Meanwhile, taking the last two pictures that we just put up so that you can judge. And then also, guys, I forgot to mention, as you're looking at these pictures, people in the audience, um, make a comment of who your uh, favorite is and who you think should win the names that I've said so far. So, so far we've had um, B and we've had Mel. B was the first photo and mm -hmm. Mel was the second one. So don't forget to comment because we're gonna um, right after this we're gonna go ahead and choose who should win. Testing, okay, so can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Yeah. we can hear you now, brother. Yes. <laughs> I think one of my dogs hit the uh, hit the thing. So uh -huh. <laughs> it was a dog. <laughs> it was an active dog. <laughs> All right, so no, this is okay. As a cat owner, I just want to express how envious I am of all dog owners or even of all cat owners who have pets that allow them to put costumes on them for whatever occasion, Christmas or birthday, Halloween, Remy Rogers Nelson would never None of that. He just would not be down. <laughs> I know how you guys got them to pose and everything. Yeah. Uh, it was not easy. Don't get me wrong. Oh, by the oh. way, they're 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 called Bernadoodles. So, Bernadoodle. They mix with Bernese Mountain Dog and uh, Poodle. One has more Poodle than wow. the other, though. Interracial, interracial dogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Very. Cute. So, um, the third finalist was Anika. And here is her Anika's, Anika's online. What's your dog's name, Anika? Anika's online, actually. Yeah. Put your Anika put your dog's Anika. name on the. That's a cute little boo-boo. That's a cute. What Anika said. Mm -hmm. so this was the third finalist we chose, guys. Um, so think of who you want to win and go ahead and 
put a comment in vote, vote in the comments vote in the comments all right so i guess we have to vote right we have to put in a vote I, i'm going to recuse well, myself we i'm recusing myself since my wife submitted one so I, i'll recuse myself <laughs> I get a double vote. I get a double vote. Okay, we'll give you a double vote. <laughs> so where am I submitting? I'm submitting to our group. No, right now. Just on. Just tell us which which one you like better. Which one is your top? Are you going with? Uh... Okay, my, top. Go ahead. my top. No offense to my co-hosts and their beautiful fur babies, but I love Miss Anika's doggy there. Um, so Anika, please send us a name, your doggy's name. But I just Connor. love that. Connor? Connor is Connor. Name. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. I love that Connor has on his Santa suit. I love that he's given, you know, mommy those, okay, mommy, I'm doing this for you eyes so you can win this contest. Um, and I like that he matches in, he blends in with the background. He blends in with the carpet. He does look he like the carpet. The tree. The tree match. So, yeah, I'm going for Mr. Connor there. Hey, Shug. Uh, <laughs> All right, Robbie Rock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Connor really reminds me of my aunt's old dog, Barney, and spent a lot of time around that lovable pooch, and that's just, it's a cute pose. It is a cute pose. That's a good boy. Connor's a good boy. Oh, your vote is Connor. Your vote is Connor. My vote, my vote is Connor, yes. All right. Deani Storm, what's your vote? Okay. Um... I actually chose Connor too because I really think like the whole setup of the picture. I know it's such a cute picture though. It's, it's the whole setup of the picture, like how they have the tree and then Connor has a little Santa outfit. I just like how aesthetically it looks. All <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's my favorite picture. Connor, you're a star. You're a star. <laughs> I'm looking online. I see Chaotic Neutral Podcast says, Love the dogs. I have three cats and one dog. Looks like we have a bunch of votes for Connor. Connor seems to be uh, Paulette said votes Connor. Jose votes Connor. Hey. <laughs> uh, we do have one vote from Rupka for uh, or who is this? This is oh for Mel for Mel. So she's that's a family vote. That's a family vote. I, I agree. I, we're not going to count that. We're not going to count that one. <laughs> so. Go ahead and continue voting in the uh, online, and by the end of the show, we'll have a winner, right? Right, Gianni? Yes, by the end of the show, we'll have a winner. So awesome. voting. And Anika, we have a new name for. I have a new name for you for Connor. Connor Claus. Connor Claus. Connor Claus. <laughs> Connor Claus. There you go. Renaming her dog. Look at you. I can relate, Liz. My dog's very <laughs> docile when it comes to dress up time. The cat. Not happening <laughs> at all. It's dangerous. But he was very festive for New Year, so I appreciate that every year because um, he kind of does his own thing, but he's not down for allowing me to decorate him by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Uh, I just want to point out Chaotic Neutral Pod on uh, Instagram is saying we dress up our dog. She's wearing a onesie right now. All right, guys, let's move on into our hot topics. Don't forget to vote online, guys.
All right, for our first hot topic of the new year, we are going with Lizzie Enders. Lizzie Enders. Is this going to be a truth, a lie, or is this shenanigans? Straight on shenanigans. We're going to be picking boogers. Picking boogers. So ESPN um, commentator, um, I guess you can call him a broadcaster, Booger McFarlane. For those of you who are not familiar with Booger, um, Booger McFarlane is a former NFL player. He actually won two Super Bowls in the NFL. And um, prior to this season, he was a commentator, like a sideline commentator on Monday Night Football before they fired him. They let him go. Um, but he got yeah, He was bad. Dad. He sucked. I was going to say. He, got <laughs> he sucked. Monday Night Football because he was kind of like the Yogi Berra of NFL commentating where he would just make these statements or put forth these quotes that made absolutely no sense. So fast forward to, um, I would say two weeks ago, we know that, you know, former Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins got into a lot of trouble for his second COVID violation of the season. This go round, he was caught with a bunch of scrippers. Um, he says he wasn't in a script club, but that he was in his hotel room. The NFL said it didn't matter. You broke protocol. Plus, you don't play like you have, you know, any talent in that dead arm of yours. So he got <laughs> fined $40,000 for breaking COVID protocol. The following week, but they didn't get rid of him, the Washington football team, the following week because they needed him. Like he, you know, their number one quarterback, starting quarterback, Alex Smith, hurt. So he couldn't play last week. They put Haskins in and he sucked as he normally does. And so the day after, Washington football team released him based on, you know, two years of mediocre play and a lot of controversy in Washington. Based on that, Mr. Booger McFarland decided to get that finger out and to dig deep in that nose and to pick some ridiculous <laughs> and when he is not only or which he was not only calling out Dwayne Haskins for his poor play over the past two years and for his controversies within Washington, but he decided to use this as an opportunity to call out black players in the NFL in general. So, Neil, do you have um, his video of what he had to say? You know, unfortunately, I've seen this too many times. Played in the NFL almost a decade. You played a long time. We've been around it for a long time. And oftentimes, young players, especially, and I'm going to go here, especially young African-American players, because they make up 70% of this league. They come into this league and they ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be better a better person? How can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go, but when I get to the game, I don't perform? Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case that I've seen like this. Yes. It, and, and it won't be the last. And it, it bothers me because a lot of it is the young African-American player. They come in and they don't take this as a business. It is still a game to them. They look at it as football. This ain't football, right. man. This is a billion it's dollar Okay, so I had to get some Kleenex to, you know, hand off to Mr. Booger McMahon. <laughs> 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 um, 
But so not only did he make that, you know, assessment of black NFL players, he also went on to compare Dwayne Haskins to a former black NFL quarterback, Jamarcus Russell, um, who was basically a bust. You know, he was a number one pick back when he was drafted, but um, to the Raiders, played two seasons with Raiders, but then he was a bust. Um, but he failed to mention Mr. McFarland, Mr. Booger, all of the white. NFL players who have been bust in the league. So my question to you all, before I give you some examples of white NFL players who actually have been far worse, both on the field and off the field, than Dwayne Haskins, what do you think of Mr. McFarland's assessment? And do you think it's fair? Do you think it's fair? Let's start with Gianni Storm on this one. Yeah, sure. So when he was saying that I was, a part of me was like, is he saying this um, out of bias? Cause you know how the saying goes, it be your own people. So it's like, yep. is he saying this out of like, yeah. <laughs> is he saying this out of bias? Is he just saying this because he personally has a problem with just the African-American men doing it, even though he's aware that other races are doing it as well, like this kind of issue. And then I thought maybe, um, like what evidence does he have that it is only or a majority of African Americans? So I don't know. I feel like I feel like his judgment is biased and that it's it is kind of like wrong. It is wrong, but I don't know where he comes from. Like I don't know why he got that judgment. Um so yeah. Robbie Rock? Robbie Rock. Yeah, I, th I think that it's it's more anecdotal um, because if the NFL is comprised 70% of black players, okay, so the majority of the instances that you're going to see statistically are going to be with black players. Um, I think that this really highlights the generational gap between the players because you have a former player who really took his hard knocks and that's what it was about. You, you played hard, you trained hard, um, if you had a media presence, it was with the coaches and a panel after the game. And like you were saying, a lot of these young players are focused on the wrong thing. They're focused on building their brand, their social media presence. And when the teams and owners back up truckloads of money to young players in particular and tell them how special they are and how they're the next best thing they can do no wrong, if you don't have the maturity, if you're not equipped to handle that, you're going to go off the rails like all of these other young men before them. It's, um, I, I just think it, it's, it's more the money and the maturity. But yeah, it's, I think his comments were anecdotal and maybe paternalistic, uh, a little misguided. That's a, yeah. that's, that's a good point. I, I mean, Robbie makes the best point in that you know, we're talking about 70% African-American players. So, of course, you're going to be able to point at a number of players who are African-American who are, are inherently selfish because people are selfish. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the numbers show themselves. But, I mean, you're right. He did not point out all of the busts or the people who came in not taking it seriously. Like, I mean, I, I, my first thought is Ryan Leaf. Um, 
first I, round pick back in the day. I mean, Manziel, Manziel just recently, you know, Johnny Manziel. How do you say his name? Man, Manziel? Johnny? Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, I mean, this. <laughs> There's a number of people to point at, and it's not just African-Americans who have the problem. It's young kids coming into the league. Um, so the fact that he did point out African-Americans, I think, is uh, unnecessary. Um, and it kind of puts, it kind of, it doesn't help the situation when we're trying to, um, you know, bring positivity. And, and, and it, it, just, it just doesn't help at all. Um, Especially when we're talking Black Lives Matter and all that stuff right now. I mean, why are you degrading? I don't know. I wanted to disagree with you on this one, Lizzie, but it was hard. Well, in Booker's defense, defense, he made a comment because this caused a lot, generated a lot of controversy on social media online. And so he put out a tweet afterwards, which said, my message was to all players, which I said, but specifically to the part of the NFL that makes up almost 70% of the African-American players. But if his message was to all players, he would not have had to pinpoint who to specifically say African-American players, black players. He would not have had to specifically compare Dwayne Haskins to Jamarcus Russell when in reality, Dwayne Haskins is more like Johnny Manziel when you talk about the off-the-field issues. Johnny Manziel, again, um, as Neil pointed out, Johnny Manziel came out of Texas A&M University in, I believe, in 2014. First-round pick, he was number the number 22 pick in that round, Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, when he, when he got drafted, when he came across the podium in his draft, this is what he did. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is money, <laughs> money. Yep, I remember that. He branded the name Johnny Football, which was a name that he got in high school that carried over with him in college onto the NFL. Johnny Football. Yep. Show me the money. He so sucked. He was really bad too. Who came into the league? Who wasn't thinking about? He was drafted by the Browns. Who came into the league? Who wasn't thinking about being the best quarterback? that he could be for his team, he was thinking about the brand, Johnny Football. So he gets to the Browns and he's a bust. Not only does he suck on the field, but he had several controversies off the field, including his girlfriend um, accusing him of domestic violence in a car. He went to rehab because he had alcohol and drug issues. None of these things were assigned to Dwayne Haskins. Yep. But yet you decided to choose the one black player who had a rough two years. And don't get me wrong. I think Dwayne Haskins has a lot of growing up to do. He does. I think he made a lot of mistakes in Washington. But his issues were his issues alone. Let's talk about the fact that at the start of the season, 10 black quarterbacks were starters in the league. Only one of the 10, Dwayne Haskins, had issues like this. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. MVP just won the Super Bowl last year. We're talking about Russell Wilson, Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, who just completed today his second straight thousand yard rushing season for a quarterback. 
But yet you choose to focus on Dwayne Haskins and say, all of these black players, all they think about is branding and they're selfish and they're not thinking about being the best player for their team. That is a bunch of bullshit. And I'm so sick of people like Booger or Jason Whitlock or Sage Steele, African-American black journalists who make it a point to go after black players in the worst way possible, in the worst way possible. Yeah, I feel like it's an easy target. It's an easy target to go after black players. And I think also like he could have, if it's something that he was genuinely um, interested or cared for the African-American players, maybe it could have been a more personal or private discussion between teams or something like that. Maybe you said he's a journalist, right? Well, I mean, that's what he does. He broadcasts. Analyst, broadcast, analyst. Analyst now. Um, I wouldn't call him a journalist. journalist. <laughs> um, he's an analyst now. Player. But also, too, when you talk about branding, I mean, why wouldn't these players be concerned about branding in a league where contracts are not guaranteed? It's not like Major League Baseball. Right. It's not like NBA. The contracts are not guaranteed. So you have to do something out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice one, Joe. Nice one. Something to maximize your potential while you are still hot. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Let's get to some of these comments online. Jacqueline Robbins says, "Tell it." There was a time when black men could even be quarterbacks. Uh, let's see. Jeanette Brown says, "Lots of drafted football players will not have had modeling or mentoring to prepare them for the NFL." Um, yeah. She also says, "There's an unfortunate reality." Um, some seems to me like this is an issue of age, not yeah. race, not race. Yeah, it's, it's and that's what I said. It's, it's a maturity thing. Yeah, and it's generational. Like players are have uh, more opportunities outside of just playing on the field than they had during the time when Booger was playing. Yep. So yeah, mm -hmm. mm, yep. that's true. Yeah. That's well, that's uh, there's more endorsements to be had than the Wheaties box now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rufka says, uh, pure example of what's wrong with the world. Why do we put down our own people just to look good? Um, so, great hot topic, Lizzie. Great hot topic. Get some Kleenex, Booger. Get some Kleenex, Booger. Clean yourself yeah, up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next hot topic. Lies, shenanigans. All right, and this hot topic goes to Gianni Storm. I know you're doing some. Uh, some fun things down in Atlanta for this uh, Senate race. So tell us about that. And is this a truth liar shenanigans? Yes. Yes. So this is a truth. Um, I'm going to be speaking on the political shenanigans that happen into the new year. So as you guys know, January 5th is the end of the um, voting period for, oh, I'm sorry, January 5th is um, the beginning or the day that you elect Senate, um, either Republican or Democrat uh, candidates. Yep. So well, ever since I believe the past two weeks, um, they have been doing a lot of like surveying and canvassing in, in Georgia specifically, because this is where um, Trump is fighting, um, because this is where he lost. So he's kind of um, hired a bunch of Republican like, nonprofits or volunteers, I'm not sure what how they're affiliated, but um, 
So what I'm doing actually is I'm working for uh, the Democratic Party as a surveyor. So I go out into different towns in Georgia, um, mainly they're about an hour from <laughs> Remy. They're about an hour from Atlanta, so they are in the country. And I'm going to these homes and surveying and asking them who they're voting for. Um, and I'm and also a series of other questions, um, but I'm not like soliciting anything or trying to, you know, debate anything. So what I've noticed is that a lot of these houses are usually unaffiliated or undecided, and that's why we're going to. Um, I've also noticed that in mainly in towns such as Snellville, Jonesboro, if you guys know these places, or in, uh, Griffin, they're heavily. Yeah, they're kind of, they're just very country. Like they're they're <laughs> very that open lands and stuff like that. It's very very country over there. So a lot of them are Republican, but surprisingly, um, with the ones who did want to talk to me, uh, surprisingly they are uh, either voting only his name. What's his name? Purdue. They're they're either only voting for him, and they're not voting for the woman. Um, Loeffler, or they are undecided, or they're not voting at all. So, and I don't see anybody in that those areas really voting for Democrat at all. So, it's just very interesting um, to see the different demographic areas. And then when I did do around the Atlanta area and the surrounding like cities, it was heavily Democrat, um, and then you know a sprinkle here and there of Republican. So I do see a shift of blue in. Georgia, like I, it's I'm I see it, so it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, but a lot of people, surprisingly, that on my, like when I survey people, surprisingly, a lot of people don't want to vote. Like, they're, they're like, no, I don't, I don't know who to vote for. And most of those people are, um, not Caucasian. Like, there are a lot of Hispanic people and some Black people, as well. So yeah, that's based on my experience so far in the runoff for Senate. Um, in Georgia, but I tied this into the topic. Yeah, sorry, Liz, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, like, what, since you are in Georgia and you've been, you know, um, embarking on this project and you've been out there talking to people, like, what do you think the pulse feels like? Like, when the elections come and they start to tally all of the votes or whatever, like, how do you think in your gut, how do you think it's going to swing? Let do you me think that there's going to major changes um, in the Senate, or do you think it's going to be relatively much of the same? Before you answer that, Gianni, let me just uh, help our audience out just so they know what's going on. So just yeah. to let you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Georgia, you know, during the election on November 4th, uh, there were they did vote for Senate seats in Georgia, two Senate seats in Georgia, but unfortunately there weren't enough votes for them to elect someone. So they had to do a, what's called a runoff. Uh, in Georgia for the two seats. And the vote happens, when does that happen, Gianni? Is it happen on the 5th or the 6th? January 5th. January 5th. So the vote happens in two days. Yep, in two days. So uh, these seats are really important because right now there are 48 seats that are Democratic and 50 seats that are Republican. So these two seats, if they were to turn Democratic, would create a balance in the Senate, and it would cause Kamala Harris to be the deciding vote on all Senate votes. So 
uh, it's a very yeah. important key race. So I just wanted yeah. to make sure everyone understood what was happening there. But go ahead, Gianni. As, as the vice president, he would have that role, but also it would challenge um, the position of Mitch McConnell as Senate Majority Leader. That's right. Which is, <laughs> we really should try to get rid of uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, Trump lover. Um, go ahead, but to answer your question, Liz, I do feel like it's gonna swing heavier to the left. I do feel that. I feel that um, there are a lot of obviously Democratic affiliated nonprofits or whatever they are, volunteer groups really going ham like in all of all of Georgia and then even in those rural um, like country parts. So I think that, yeah, in, in my gut feeling, I feel like it's going more I think also, too, because you have, um, you know, State Senator um, Kelly Leffler, who is her her seat is up for grabs in the runoff. And, you know, she has been exposed as, you know, a racist over the past few months, most recently because she has been campaigning with the former KKK member so um there's a lot going on in georgia so if you all are watching down in georgia make sure you pay attention to what's at stake here on tuesday it's not necessarily issues that are swinging one way or the other versus partisanship but it also you know speaks to the fabric of the state that you live in and the city that you live in and how you view and want to shape the next four years in america so I'm sorry, Johnny, did you have a question that you wanted to ask the, the panel? Yeah, it was based, it was kind of based on the article that I based this off of, which was um, how Trump was encouraging people, um, mainly Republican Republicans to um, show up on January 5th in support of his like rally thing going on. Um, so my question were, was, do you guys believe that this is a plan to certifying Joe Biden's win? That was kind of where I was going. Ask that one more time. What's the, what's the question? Um, my question was, do you guys believe that this plan of um, kind of rallying in Georgia to um, get people up? Uh, sorry, I have everything everywhere. <laughs> he's rallying in Georgia, rallying in Georgia, and he wants his um, Republican Party to be supported. Um, all of this going on as far as recounts and things like that. I was just basically asking you guys believe this um, certified. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you believe this is a plan to disrupt certifying Joe Biden's win? Like, okay. Officializing so you think you're asking if his rallies that he's doing down in Georgia right now are just back up for. Is a ploy. To, right. Yeah. I understand now. Okay. Go ahead, Robbie. Rock. Mm -hmm. It's It's all been a ploy. I mean, he's been saying from, I mean, ever since the election was really announced and coming down the pipe that he's, if, if it doesn't go his way, he's calling fraud and he's not going anywhere. It's it, it's always a play with Trump. There's always something happening in the back end, whether or not it's a valid claim or not. Uh, I mean, we, we know there's no validity to it because it's been turned down at every legal level. But yeah, it's, it's anything that he can do to cause as much disruption now and over the next four years to try to destabilize Biden and Kamala Harris's party. 
um, it is a win for Trump and his supporters. It, we've seen that they're not above that kind of disruption. So I don't think that the next four years are going to be easy, uh, especially with this crackpot still in the sidelines. But hopefully he'll get taken down legally by so one of so many players or by several players, and he just won't be part of the equation. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the obvious answer to that question is yes. Um, you know, even if you think about like Kentucky, you know, he was down for the Kentucky governor, Kemp, until Kemp, you know, went against him as it related to, you know, the election and to votes or whatever. And so now, you know, he's been speaking out against Kemp. Um, I think the same thing happened in Georgia. You know, as long as um, the Republic of Georgia are following his lead, following his agenda, you know, going against the law of the land, going against the Constitution, then, yeah, he's good. He's fine. But once they, you know, kind of deviate off course, then, you know, they are no longer of use to him. And so he wouldn't be rallying down there for um, the Republicans who are whose seats are up for grabs on Tuesday, if not for the fact that they have supported him thus far. Yeah. And this will go to uh, my topic, which is up next. But Trump is is he trying to rally? I don't know that the rallies are directly related to him trying to get support for the Biden, you know, his, his, his loss to Biden. But um, I think what it is, is he just wants, they, they're using him because a lot of people voted for Trump. Uh, there's the second most people in history voted for Trump. Uh, so that's a huge base of people that they're still trying to tap into to get these last few votes. I mean, I kind of, I'm hoping that the fervor for Trump has dropped a bit now that he's lost and he's proven to be a loser, um, but he could still pull them together enough to, to get those wins um, because those two candidates, those Republican candidates are pretty shady. One in particular, I forget his name. Um, um, the one who won't, who won't go to the debates. I forget his name. Um, sorry that I, I don't remember his name, but yeah, one of them's really, really shady. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know that the rallies are necessarily directly related, but indirectly, because I think they're still trying to use his uh, influence down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good All right. Thank you, Doc. All right. So... Rupka says uh, she talked to her dad about this today. Jacqueline Robinson said as recently as yesterday, he threatened the Georgia SOS to find over 11,000 votes. We're going to talk about that in the next segment as well. Um, yeah. Rupka says uh, it won't be certified on the day it's supposed to happen. It takes one person who's already said something. All right. So does that make her the least racist person in the room when she's with the KKK? Uh, and then Stacey Abrams said over a year ago that the demographics in Georgia were changing younger and college educated. That would be well, and again, Gianni Storm. And again, and again, you know, Stacey Abrams, after she lost um, in her bid, you know, to become, um, I believe it was governor in her state, uh, either governor or senator, my mind is a little scatterbrained right now, but after she lost, you know, she didn't sit back on her heels like Donald Trump and pitch a fit. What she did was went out and 
got the message out and implored 66,000 people. She registered, got them to register to vote. That's one of the reasons why Georgia went blue. She got out and did the groundwork, did the grassroots work to, to get her message across about what was at stake in the 2020 presidential election. And so I think that, you know, she has still been, you know, talking to people, um, holding rallies, press conferences or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see what the actual numbers are on Tuesday. And if that same momentum yes, that we saw from voters in the presidential election in November carries over to the election on the runoff election on Tuesday. Yeah, so I got a, um, I got the name of that senator I was talking about that's extremely shady who won't do the debates. Uh, his name is Purdue. <laughs> Jacqueline Robbins, Anika. Oh, yeah. Anika. No, no, Purdue on COVID protocol because he came oh, that's right. contact someone yeah. a couple of days ago um, who has COVID. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's some of an excuse too. <laughs> he's on quarantine oh. for the next couple of days. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just making up excuses so he doesn't have to... Uh, the talk, but uh, yeah, that was Anika and Jacqueline Robinson gave me those names. So I appreciate that people online. All right, good hot topic, Gianni. Let's get on to the next one. Lies, shenanigans. All right, so I thought this would be a good follow-up after Gianni's topic. Um, this is definitely more shenanigans. Uh, fortunately, we only have a few more days left to be talking about this guy, Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> but... He continues well into the new year to pull what I call a Putin and subvert our democracy. I mean, you'll remember there used to be term limits for presidents in Russia until Putin manipulated their democracy, making him essentially president for life. So Trump continues yeah. to do that same thing here, constantly claiming the voter fraud, attempting to challenge the democratic process, literally attempting at this point to get Congress to invalidate uh, the loss. So I think it's absolutely absurd, but he's still trying. Unfortunately, the majority outside of these 12 GOP senators who are now backing him, um, trying to overturn his election in the Senate vote, uh, where they're going to certify the election there, um, which is mostly just uh, ceremonial. Uh, but he is still trying. So Anyway, in all the chaos, a recent report came out about Trump that says he berated his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, just before the election about the coronavirus cases spiking, claiming that Kushner failed to slow down the testing so that it wouldn't look so bad on him, saying, and I'm quoting, I'm going to lose and it's going to be your fault. You're killing me. Trump reportedly yelled at Kushner, I want to do what Mexico does. They don't give you a test till you get to the emergency room and you're vomiting. All right, so here's my question to you guys. First, what do you think Kushner should have done? And second, honestly speaking, you know, I know we all thought Trump was going to be a bad president, but did any of you guys truly think Trump was going to be this disgustingly bad a president? Yes. Gonna, okay, I'll start with Lizzie. Yes. 
again, remember before, you know, he was elected president, we saw evidence of how just um, how much of a vile person he was. Let's, you know, fat, go back to the Access Hollywood interview where he is, you know, freely talking about grabbing women by the pussy. Hello. How did that make a good Let's go back to the 70s and the 80s when both he and his father were sued by the Justice Department because they refused to rent or sell their properties in New York to black people, to Puerto Ricans, and they lost those lawsuits. They had to pay money. Um, USA Today in 2016 did an article on the 3,500 lawsuits that were against, that were filed against Donald Trump before he was sworn in on January 20th, 2017. So yes, I knew he was going to be a bad president. This is a guy who had never held any political office, who had no history of public service, civil service, had no his military history, had no history of foreign relations. So no, I didn't think he was going to be any good. I thought he was going to be trash and he has proved me right time and time again. I'll be right. Oh, what should Kushner have done? I'm sorry, Lizzie. What do you think Kushner should have done? Oh, I mean, honestly, you know, and this is like, you know, you, you look at both of them and, and they're horrible people. So you just want them to, you know, fight to the death, each of them. Um, but if I'm Kushner, you know, I'm like, what did your fat ass say to me, bruh? Like, and, and, don't, and don't mistake that for me being pro Kushner because I'm not. But I'm also not for someone stepping to me with foul language and blaming me for stuff that is their fault. Yep. So if I'm Jared Kushner, I'm like, say that again. I want you to say that again in my face, brother. And we'll see how that works out. All right, Robbie Rock. Yeah. While I, I, I can appreciate Liz's passion, what, what can poor Jared do? <laughs> because I, I, I can't imagine how in hawk, how much he owes to that family. Uh, they, they would absolutely destroy him if he doesn't fall in with whatever Donald is, whatever Donald's edicts are. Um, as far as how bad a president I thought that he would be, I, I knew he wasn't going to be great, but I had no idea that his narcissism, that his entitlement his selfishness would bring your country to where it is it's absolutely deplorable the way that he has run things has, has there been a few good moments to highlight yeah absolutely it's, no one's just 100 percent bad at their job uh but he was really bad at his job johnny <laughs> storm yeah what oh, has to do to get under Jared kushner's skin all he has to do is tongue kiss Ivanka in his face. He's done it a couple of times, right? Hasn't he done that? <laughs> don't we have video? Don't we have video? I don't know. That would get I don't even know what to say after that. We always let Gianni Storm jump pop in. <laughs> I agree. I think Kushner um, should have stood up for himself because, yes, um, Trump is in his position of power. I agree with, with um, Rob as well. But you're still a man at the end of the day. Like, you can't let another man talk to you like that. Like, even though, and especially your name, like, it's kind of like he's blaming, it's your reputation on the line type of thing. Um, but I also didn't expect, I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect Trump to 
have this much controversy surrounding him and be this selfish of a person. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to be bad. We hired a celebrity as our, our leader. So yeah. But um yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, my my opinion. Go ahead, Lizzie. Go ahead, Neil. I was gonna say, okay. No, I was just quickly say also remember Jared knows a lot of secrets. So you better treat me with some respect, father in law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my thoughts are I mean, I'm not I, I I don't I don't like to anybody to talk to me any kind of way. I I mean from work, from I could be my boss, my mama. <laughs> I just don't like people just talking to me any kind of way. I just just not going to accept that. I mean, I'll be the nicest guy in the world up until that point, you know. <laughs> and then so I'm not going to yeah, anyway. But I would if I were Jared, it wouldn't have happened to me, or or I would have walked yeah. off and been like, I'm not dealing with this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as Trump being the worst, I actually didn't think he was going to be this bad. I I thought I thought he was going to be bad. There's no question. I thought he was going to be a horrible president, probably one of the worst in history, which he turned out to be. But I really didn't think he would care so little about life and people, and that he would just let people just die the way they have been dying. I mean, to talk about the whole Mexico, I didn't think he was this bad. I really didn't think yeah. this bad. I thought he was a racist. Y'all need to read up on your Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. And I thought that he would be, I thought they would be able to keep him in better check. I, I thought, I, know. I thought that his handlers would be able to keep him in yeah. check better. <laughs> that's where the partisanship comes in because bush was because a bad now, president but now we're dealing with the gop that cares more about partisanship and the party than they do about the american people in this country yeah that that's where that's where the shift has come this is not this isn't even bush's gop this is a whole new something level different mechanism in this country and it's very Different. scary it's it very is scary and, and just the whole fact that they're trying to steal this election i mean they are so blatantly trying to steal like steal <laughs> that's a cute dog it is and then Jackson <laughs> said he can't do um he can't do what mexico does he made them pay for the wall <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of rapists and druggies. Like, what are we trying to do with Mexico? Does now? <laughs> right? I know. Like, he, exactly. He's land based in Mexico. We don't want any Mexicans coming in. And now we should be more like the Mexicans. We should be in Mexico. I know. Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico. All of a sudden. Joe, um, they asked, will Trump pardon Kushner for failing him? Oh, he pardoned. <laughs> He pardoned, you know, Kushner's, you know, um, jailbird daddy. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? These are awful people, America. These are awful people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got pets. It's our, it's our pet show, so we got to have our pets in the show once in a while. Hopefully, Danny is sleeping. <laughs> Get a little All right, sorry, I got to get back to our hot topic. Sorry, sorry, River. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. Mike Winter so on YouTube says, "Why would you think that everyone should really read more about his history 
of running companies. I think he was talking to me. <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, I, there, he did have a history of running things into the ground and using people up. Um, you know, that's where well, all the remember, bankruptcies came in at. Remember Trump yeah. University? Someone, some of us applied to Trump University. <laughs> I will never live this down, will I? <laughs> yes, I did sign up for Trump University and it got my money stolen from me. Yes, I was. I was... You didn't get a refund. You didn't get a refund? Refund? No. <laughs> Wait. I, I should have been part of the. Uh, I, I know there was a. a, a, a Joint lawsuit, but I, I didn't think I'd class action. Pass action, thank you. I, I, I you could have got your money back. Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been nice. All right. Oh, that's good. All right. Last hot topic of the day. Let's head off to Robbie Rock. Truth, All right, Robbie Rock. Is this a truth, a lie, or shenanigans? I guess you want to share the silver lining of COVID. Well, this is some truth. Some of the innovations that came about in 2020 to help combat the pandemic. And yeah, absolutely. Things that we can incorporate into our 2021 if we only know about them. So let's talk about a couple of them. All right. So, uh, Nino, if you wouldn't mind pulling up the first image. Absolutely. So not every solution needs to be elegant or high tech to be efficient. <laughs> Uh, so this was uh, in Germany. Uh, some of the restaurateurs got together and uh, just put pool noodles on hats. So if your noodles are touching another patron, you know that you've broken that six feet. So it's uh, it's just a very simple thing that any restaurateur can implement. You don't have to spend a lot of money in order to implement safety measures. Next one, please, Neil. Yes, sir. <laughs> Lizzie not gonna wear the hat. You know, <laughs> I can see Lizzie. <laughs> she's not, she's not, not messing up that hair. She, she'll fight somebody. <laughs> see, it's great. You can pick whatever color you want. Um, <laughs> this is a really, really neat little device um, that is made by a company called ImmuTouch. They have the ImmuTouch Guard and the ImmuTouch Hatted. Uh, they both retail for forty dollars US, and what it is, it's a smart band. So the garden had it both work in the same way. The habit was the original product and it was meant to help deter people from bad habits like rubbing your eyes, biting your nails, pulling your hair. Oh, the same things you want to guard yourself against during the COVID, during the Rona. So they came up with the Touch guard, which I believe is just a little bit uh, slicker. So yeah, anytime you go to touch yourself, it buzzes. So just to break you of bad habits. Oh. See, where's Apple? Apple can add this as a feature on the Apple Watch. Right? Yeah, I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's an app for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, next image, please. Oh, this one's really, really neat. It's an Israeli remote control mask. Uh, is this the one that you... It looks it, silly to me. <laughs> I don't have the video. No, I, didn't, I don't have the video. Okay. <laughs> so essentially see that there's an opening on the mask. It kind of looks like a weird dystopian Kermit the Frog thing. <laughs> it's remote operated. So anytime that the patron wants to take a bite of food, they press a button. you press, press the button and the mask opens, <laughs> allowing you to feed yourself. I thought that that was just a really 
I thought it was stupid. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, really? So think of what we're talking about. We have a pool noodle on our head, and then we have some, you know, overwatch eyes. Then we have this mask that opens and closes when you want to eat. You have to push. Like, that's why I stay home, y'all. That's why I stay home. I'm not doing all of this stuff. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I'm not suggesting it as a full ensemble. We're not putting this together, Liz. Why not? I, mean, but, I don't want to see Liz. I want to see Liz in the hat. I want to see her in the hat. When I do venture outside, I do have on a full ninja ensemble. Like, I'm completely covered. So if I'm going to go, I go hard or stay home. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to have to go this hard. Like, I don't want to do that. With the pool noodles. Like, if the restaurant just... Um, you know, implements the table so that they are six feet apart. You nail them down to the ground. I won't need a pool noodle. I won't be imposing on the person sitting next to me. Like, how can I eat? Or no, no, no. <laughs> and I think we got one more, Neil. Yep. Drive-in concerts. Drive-in oh, movies are going to really? be popular again. I bet they're going to exactly. come back. Exactly. Oh, drive-in movies are coming back. Drive-in concerts were a big thing. Um, some of the some of the names that performed: uh, Indigo Girls, Three One One, The Beach Boys, Sublime, Bush, Third Eye Blind, War, Dog, Cypress Hill. The list goes on and on. So, yeah, I, I think that it would be really neat to see yeah. the drive-in theaters make a resurgence, and they could be multi-platform uh, because they can be used as concert venues also, so they can really diversify their income streams. Sublime <laughs> still performs? I, I didn't know Sublime was still performing as a group. Apparently they are. Wow, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, so my question <laughs> for the panel is, what innovations have you seen in the last year in your day-to-day -day that made you go, huh, that's a cool idea? So I saw, I, I had one, I got one prepared for you. So this was at a bar, a tiki bar, and I've seen a couple of versions of this where they're trying to keep people separated. So they, they had these like little uh, rafts around their, their stomachs. And so- How do you get in and out of that? Uh, you step in, I think you step under and up. Yep. What if I have to- I think you crouch and step up. <laughs> <laughs> You step, no. you step under and up and it just surrounds you and it's, it's supposed to give you a good six feet of distance so that way you're because those are singles like do they have doubles if i want to go out on a date with someone is there a double version of it yeah I, I, oh where you're together i don't know if there's a double version I, that would be cool you should invent that i'm staying home i don't know about it's the COVID rule. It's the COVID rule for dating. You got to. The other thing that came to mind is so I have to admit, I'm like, I'm hoarding masks right now. All kind of cool different masks. So I have like light up masks. I have, I have so many different. My wife, I mean. Starting your collection. Yeah, I mean, I've been having fun with the masks. I wear all kind of masks. I have like masks that look, you look like Iron Man and stuff. And you. You know, nice. I've got all kind of stuff going on, so I, I'm having fun with the masks. So, uh, but what about you guys? As much of a fashionista as I am, I'm really not into diversifying with the mask. Like it's just 
to me, I just yeah. put on the regular, you know, um, hospital issue mask. I tried it in the beginning, but I think this was like, this was like in April. And it was a mask where you just didn't put it over your ear. You had to tie it behind. And that's just too cumbersome. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need something that's quick and efficient that I can take on and yeah. off. I'm having problems breathing. Um, so I, I haven't really done the whole matchy matchy cool mask thing, and I've seen some cool masks. I've seen a lot of cool masks. On the street. You probably um, saw them on me. You probably you probably saw me walking down the street with a cool mask. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She wouldn't know. <laughs> you see my face. <laughs> um, I don't know, Robbie. Like, I haven't. I don't know about that. That's something I have to think about. Like, what's been cool? What I have to think about that. <laughs> Um, Johnny, I don't know. I've seen yeah, those like little things where you don't have to sing. Um, oh. and it like it like goes on your keychain, and then you like use it to open the door or like press the button. And it's like I've seen that circulate, and that's been really popular, especially. Um, yeah, and it's like really efficient, yeah. Like, I guess for now and forever, so you can press things without way. touching them. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Okay, Kevin All Daxon right. says, uh, bleach tablets. Bleach. Bleach tablet. <laughs> oh, the kind that picks the Rona. No, no, no. Jacqueline Robinson <laughs> says a virtual world called Verbena, Verbana. It's a meeting place and concert space where you create an avatar of yourself. No, I don't oh. want to be online more than I am, people. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, well, there's nothing much you can do. I mean, this, this, this you got to be on. There's nothing else to do right now. I do like the concert idea. I do like that um, because you're able to enjoy live music, but still be in some type of safe, confi confined space. I love so live I music. Like I, miss, I miss going to concerts. I, I really do. Me and Mel um, used to go to concerts all the time. Yeah. That's something I really do miss. That's something I have to admit to. You know, you want to do in your car oh, however you want to do fun. it yep yeah all right. <laughs> exactly all right great hot topics guys thank topic. you robbie truth lies shenanigans all right it's time to get into our game show okay so we should have a new goal for 2021 you know there are penalties for cheating no, pe penalty. no, there's never a penalty for cheating. No. <laughs> All right, today, today's game show is who wants to be a millionaire? This is, this is going to work just like last time. You'll pick a team captain between you who will decide the final answer, but you will be able to consult with one another. You'll have two lifelines, a 50-50, and ask the audience. All right, so okay. are you guys... Are you guys ready? The MVP will get the final thought of the day. So we'll, we'll pick an MVP between myself and the audience. So we're gonna start the game. Who's your captain? Rob. Oh, Liz. All right, so you agree with Liz? We're going with no. Liz. No, Johnny first and Rob, so Rob is the captain. She <laughs> oh, <I agree>. oh. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Oh, yeah, because actually, Rob, is the reason y'all lost the last time, so he needs to make oh, up thank for you. it. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's your question. Which company's icon is a pink bunny rabbit that beats a drum? Would it be A, Panasonic, C, Energizer, B, Sony, or D, Duracell? Energizer. Yep. And that is our final answer. Oh, so we're going with Energizer. All right. Mm -hmm. See? No Energizer. Yes. All right. That is correct. Yes. All right. Okay. So do you want to walk away with $100 or continue? That's like a stimulus check. No, <laughs> All right. What would you measure with if a thermometer? The now, if we take the hundy now, that's a hundy more than what we did last time. <laughs> that's actually right. What would you do? What would you measure with a thermometer? A speed, C flower, B temperature, or D height? Temperature. 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 Final answer. Yeah. All right. That is correct. Correct. $200. You're $200. Would you like to continue or walk away? Continue. We're going to keep this trend running. All right. So what is the term given to a person who carries a, ba a player's bag in golf? A, bogey, bogey, dormy, mulligan, caddy. Oh, caddy. Caddy. Final answer. Caddy. C, final, D, final answer. All right. That is correct. Correct. Good job. Good job, guys. All right. You are at $300. We will continue. What is the color of the Incredible Hulk? Would that be A, purple, C, red, B, green, or D, blue? B, green. Green. Is that your final yeah, answer, Robbie? Yes. That is correct, Robbie. Correct. Correct, Lizzie Enders. All right. Next question. This is for $1,000. Which term is used to reference the area of the United States which tornadoes are most frequent? But which term is used to reference the area of the United States which tornadoes are most frequent? Would that be Twisterland, Tornado Alley, Tornado Valley, or Tornado County? Tornado, tornado Alley. alley. Tornado Alley. Is that right? Do you agree with that, Gianni? Oh, final answer. There it is. Yeah. That is correct. One thousand dollars. Oh, you guys are rolling. All right. Go watch the movie Twister. Go watch the movie Twister. Twister. All right. Which term describes a largely undeveloped agricultural land surrounding an urban area? Would that be Green Island, Green Belt, Urban Field, or Metropolitan Area? Don't forget you have your lifeline. Thanks. Can What's you the question the again? Okay, Can I'm going to pause it. Let me pause this. Hold on. So which term describes a largely undeveloped agricultural land surrounding an urban area? Would that be A, Green Island, B, Green Belt, C, Urban Field, or D, Metropolitan Area? I mean, isn't Green Belt a city in Maryland? <laughs> it is. It is. It is city of Maryland. Yeah, see, I and I only know Greenbelt as an undeveloped area. 
Yeah. Oh, comfortable. What were the other options? Green Island, Green Belt, Urban Field, Metropolitan Area. And you do have Lifeline. You can ask the audience or you can go with a 50-50. I don't trust them, Bamans. (laughs) Come on, Robbie. You're our captain. I think it's Green Belt. We can 50-50 it if you want. I think it's Green Belt. Do you want to use your 50-50 or is that your final answer? We're going to go with green belt, Neo. All right. Green belt it is. That is correct. Good job. Good job. All right. Yes. On the green line. Green belt on the green line. All right. So we got $2,000. So we're going to continue, I assume. Heck yes. All right. Which former governor of California was succeeded by Arnold Schwarzenegger? Would that be A, Jerry Brown, B, Gray Davis, C, George Duke Magian, or D, Pete Wilson? I believe it was Gray Davis. I'm going to pause this while you guys are talking. I have no idea. I mean, come on, Rob. You're supposed to know U.S. politics, Rob. You're supposed to know U.S. Right? You can ask the audience, or you can use your 50-50. How confident are you, Liz? Yeah, audience, help us out. Is it Davis or Kevin Dax is telling you to use your 50-50. Jackson Robinson says Davis. Johnny, I couldn't hear you. I think you might be delayed. I think she's delayed. Let me fix that. Hold on, see if I can fix it. I'm confident that it's Gray Davis. Yeah, I think I have a lag. Sorry, guys. Um, but I think it is Davis. I trust my ladies. I'm going to go with that. So you're not, no, no 50-50? All right, let's go with it. Is that your final answer? Yes. Right. Yes, that is correct. Woo! This Z and Gianni know their stuff, it looks like. Did we lose Gianni Storm? Oh, man, we might have lost Gianni oh, no. Storm. No, she's back. She's back. All right. Good, good, good. All right. So we're going to continue. You're up to 4,000. Now you're playing for 8,000. Which film won the 1977 Academy Award for Best Picture? I you guys. I see you guys. Yeah, she's delayed. She's delayed. The Turning Point, The Goodbye Girl, Annie Hall, or Star Wars? Wait, the question again? Hold on. I'm going to pause it. So which film won the 1977 Academy Award for Best Picture? The Turning Point, The Goodbye Girl, Annie Hall, or Star Wars? It wasn't Star Wars. Star Wars. No, Star Wars hasn't won any Best Picture awards. Okay, you've narrowed it out. No Star Wars. What else? Uh, uh, hmm. What do you think? What do you think? I, I think we 50-50 this one. 50-50? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah, let's 50-50 this. All right. Let's try it. 50-50. All right. Oh, of course, it's it took either... Star Wars away. We already knew that. <laughs> it's, it's either Turning Point or Annie Hall. I'm sorry. Annie Hall. Which film won the 1977 Academy Award for Best Picture? 
The Turning Point or Annie Hall? This is for $8,000. I don't know Rob. either of those movies. We got yeah. J James Lambo on uh, in, in TikTok says, uh, um, <laughs> we got some answers. I'm not, I'm not going to suggest the answers that they have already on Facebook, unless you want to ask the audience. For 1977. I don't think these answers Turning are correct. Yeah, I got to cast point. my boy for Turning Point also. Turning point? Are you sure you don't want to use a uh, a lifeline? You have one lifeline left. One of them. <laughs> Got one lifeline left. Hmm. Is that you, Robbie? You're the captain. Robbie's the captain. These answers are right. All right, Joni's got gone. Turning point. I'm okay with turning point. We've blown our fifty-fifty. We'll we'll go with the turning point as our final answer. All right, turning point as your final answer. Thank you, Johnny. She's like, that is in, no, that is incorrect, <sighs> incorrect, incorrect. You have lost your game. I don't have to look this up. You don't have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Thaxton, Jacqueline Robinson, Lauren Alexander, and Jose Holt. <laughs> All we're telling uh, you, Annie Hall, hot. Hot. Oh. We're all telling you, Annie Hall. Annie Hall. All right. Good job, guys. Unfortunately, you're losers today. <laughs> you're very Trump-like today. You're very Trump-like today. All right. I'm gonna pick. I, I'm gonna pick. I have an MVP for this one. So it's between the. Again, I, I, I challenge that because I think it was. I think Annie Hall won in 1978. Also, it was a trick question. I don't know. I don't know. Is yeah, it Annie Hall, Hall won in 78. Rocky won in 77. Mm. So you're challenging the question? Unfortunately, we can't challenge Jose says, you're all winners in my eyes. You're all winners in her eyes. Uh, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> all right. Let's move on to our shout-outs, shout-outs for the day. All right, let's start with shout-outs. Gianni Storm, who are we shouting out? Um, we forgot to announce the winner, so I am going to go by, based on the comments and what we um, put together, like the judges voted on. So the winner of Truth Lies Shenanigans um, first annual holiday pets is Connor Claus. Yay, Connor Claus. Congratulations. Let me see if I can pull him up real quick. Thank you guys. This is our winner, Connor Claus. Yay. This is our winner. Good job. I don't see Anika. And it doesn't look like Anika's still on, so we'll let her know that she went. Neo Nix will be buying you a Chanel bag. You will receive it. <laughs> no. no. Gianni, did you want to let them know what they win? I mean. Yes, they're going to win a custom TLS um, pet bandana for their. For, yes. Um, all right. All right. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's get back to our shout outs. Who are we going with? 
We going with Robbie Rock? Johnny's first. Johnny's first. What's your shout out, Johnny? Oh, um, shout out to Georgia and handling all of this mess for the voters and, and things like that. Um, and just stay strong and make wise decisions in your voting for if you are about to vote. <laughs> all right. Robbie Rock? Hey everyone, uh, best of 2021. Uh, tomorrow is Monday. A lot of us are heading back to work for the first time in a little bit. So uh, yeah, get some sleep tonight. Uh, go into work rested and just try to bring a fresh attitude forward. Try to be positive and upbeat with your coworkers because no one's enjoying heading back to work after a holiday break, but you don't have to be miserable about it. <laughs> That's right. Lizzie Anders. So shout out to the art of fact checking, because yes, I was right. Annie Hall won the Best Picture Academy Award in 1978. Rocky won in 1977. So again, my team, we won a million dollars. What's up? What's up? How are you doing, millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is. Okay, so I was reading. Mike Wolf said they announced the Oscars for 1977 movies in 1978. So the word the, it was worded a little oh. off, but we can confidently say the turning point was the wrong answer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can confidently say that. All right, yeah. my my shout out is to our finalists for the TLS Pets, Mel, Anika, and Zuleika. Thanks for your submissions. Congratulations to Connor. I see Anika is still on. So she hey, says Anika. thanks. Connor appreciates it, and she also wanted to mention that. <laughs> Uh, Connor has his own pet food line or pet snack line, I believe. So make sure you check that out. Put the information in. Put the information in the um, in the comments, Anika, so we can find out more. Oh, Connor! <laughs> all right, so that's all we have. That's all the time we have for today. F season two, episode one, is in the books. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us. We hope maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. Don't forget, we need your support to keep this going. Like, follow, and subscribe at TLS Live Show. If you missed any of today's episodes, check out our clips online on YouTube, Facebook uh, tomorrow and share those clips out. And don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Google, Alexa, and search the term Truth, Lies, Shenanigans. I had a fun time. I hope you did too. The next live show is on Wednesday, January 6th. So make sure you check us out. That's 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So don't miss us next Wednesday. It looks like I'm picking our winner tonight as Gianni, well, Lizzie Enders. I'm going to pick Lizzie Enders as our winner because <laughs> she had the most right answers and she didn't give the yep. wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> so Lizzie Enders, what's our final thought for today? Final thought is I'm hungry. I'm about to order some sushi for the second straight day. That
shenanigans. shenanigans.